Life is really simple, but we insist on making it complicated. Confucius. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today. I seriously cannot believe that I've finally created this podcast, and even more so that people are actually listening to it. Um, So I just wanted to take a minute to just express how much your love and your support really mean to me. I hope and pray that the content that I'm trying to share each week with you will be helpful as you navigate pursuing your own elegant balance. Like I've said on a previous episode, it is definitely a journey, and I'm so grateful that we get to do it together. Today, I wanted to introduce one of the foundational concepts of work-family research. Specifically, I want to put a name to the pressured and stressed feeling that we all experience as we juggle work and family and friends and community and self. That name is work-family conflict, or more broadly, work-life conflict. I'm the oldest of four children and became interested in studying the work-family interface from watching my mom work full-time, raise us kids, and engage in our community. Initially, I was simply curious about how women, like my mom, did it all. However, after having my own first child in the middle of a PhD program, my interest went from pure curiosity to a need to understand so that I could survive. I was a full-time graduate student, I was responsible for teaching an undergraduate business course, and a brand new mom. Our family was approximately 13 hours away, and we didn't have any daycare. I tell you this not so that you will feel sorry for me or wonder like, wow, how did she do it all? But instead to really emphasize the impact that understanding the nature of work-family conflict has had on my life and can have on our, all of our abilities to manage it. The purpose of this podcast is to help women move beyond the stress and the overwhelm that can so often accompany starring in multiple roles in our lives. Doing so is going to require understanding, personal reflection, and intentional action. Since we're at the beginning of this podcast journey, I wanted to start by helping you all better understand the problem that we're facing. So I wanted to dig into some of the foundational work-family research to help illuminate why so many of us are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and burnt out. I believe that gaining a better understanding of the problem is going to be helpful in creating a solution. There's a lot to unpack here, um, years of research and hundreds of personal examples. So in this episode, I'm going to simply try and provide a bird's eye view. When we are starring in multiple roles, we have responsibilities related to each of those roles. Yet we only have so many resources, such as time, energy, and money to give. This experience, when the role pressures from the work and the family domains are mutually incompatible, is called work-family conflict. Those of you who do not have family-related responsibilities can still experience conflict due to the incompatibility of the different roles and responsibilities that you do have. 
such as being an employee or a friend or a volunteer. This type of conflict is referred to as work-life conflict. Work-life conflict functions in much the same way as work-family conflict, but since my experience is almost always work-family conflict, I'm going to use that throughout this episode, Um, but I just want you to know that much of what I say also applies to work-life conflict. Most researchers conceptualize work-family conflict as bi-directional. This means that your work demands can interfere with your family responsibilities, which is work-to-family conflict. For example, when I was working up against a really strict deadline, I have had to stay at the office later than originally planned, which caused me to be unable to pick up my kids from school. Do you see that? My time and effort needed to be focused on work, and so I was unable to complete one of my family responsibilities. My husband picked them up. They are fine. Um, But conflict can occur in the other direction, too. This is referred to as family-to-work conflict. We are probably all experiencing some level of family-to-work conflict during this pandemic. I've heard so many stories of mothers whose children come busting into the office, um, interrupting a Zoom meeting just to ask for a snack. In my case, my son interrupted me to tell me that his dad had found and killed a snake in our backyard during a Zoom call. So what causes work-family conflict? Work-family research has identified several antecedents and consequences of work-family conflict. Some of the most common work domain antecedents include job involvement, the number of hours you spend at work, the amount of work support that you have, how flexible your schedule is, and the level of job stress. Family domain antecedents include family or non-work involvement, hours spent on non-work responsibilities, a lack of family support, um, high levels of family stress or family conflict, relationship conflict, the number of children you have, um, how old your children are, whether you're married or not, and whether your spouse is employed or not. Work domain-related predictors tend to be more strongly related to work to family conflict. On the other hand, family domain-related predictors are more strongly related to family to work conflict. There are few notable exceptions to this rule. Job stress, family stress, and family conflict are all strongly associated with both directions of work family conflict. What this means is that it really underlines the reciprocal nature of work to family and family to work conflict and suggests that without intervention, employees could end up in a never-ending cycle of work-family conflict. Individuals' family stress might lead to -to family-to-work conflict, which then is going to cause job stress. This job stress could then lead to -to work-to-family conflict and cause even more family stress, starting the cycle all over again. This really emphasizes the importance of better understanding work-family conflict and then taking steps to manage it. So if you're not convinced yet, we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper. Why is work-family conflict such a big deal? Work-family conflict has been linked to a variety of dysfunctional and undesirable consequences, both at home and at work. Work Work-family conflict can lead to decreased job satisfaction, um, decreased organizational commitment, decreased job performance, and decreased career satisfaction. 
It can also lead to increased turnover intentions, burnout, exhaustion, absenteeism, and work-related stress. In the family domain, work-family conflict has been linked to decreased marital satisfaction, decreased family satisfaction, and decreased performance at home, as well as increased levels of family-related stress. In addition to the work and the family domains, work-family conflict can also have serious personal consequences, such as decreased life satisfaction and increased health problems, depression, substance use, stress, and anxiety. Obviously, all of these consequences are things that we want to avoid, which is precisely why we need to recognize the work-family conflict that we're experiencing and be intentional about doing something about it. I used to assume that while undesirable, work-family conflict was just inevitable. Working women with families to care for were just supposed to be frazzled, overwhelmed, and stressed. After all, when I looked around, that was often what I saw. Women pouring themselves into their careers, although they simultaneously were feeling guilty about it, putting self-care on the back burner to love their children, saying yes to every volunteer opportunity that came up, because that's what responsible grown women do. And I thought that it was just part of every woman's experience. But it does not have to be this way. This podcast is called Elegant Balance because simplifying my life to the point where I think it's beautiful and effective is what has really helped me the most in addressing the stress and the overwhelm that comes from starring in multiple roles in my life. If you want some more elaboration on the concept of elegant balance, you can go back and listen to episode one, In Pursuit of an Elegant Balance. Think about what we've learned today regarding work-family conflict. I listed out several antecedents of work-family conflict. Which ones are you struggling with right now? What are the demands on your to-do list? Once you get really clear on the cause of your work-family conflict, you can start to intentionally address it. One exercise that I really like to do is to list out all of the different demands that are being placed on me. These include work demands, family demands, demands from friends, church, community, etc. Once you have them all down on paper, you can start asking two questions regarding each demand. First, is this demand urgent? And second, is this demand important? Once you've defined the urgent and important demands, take a look at the other demands on your list. If they're not urgent or important, then why are you taking them on? You don't have to be superwoman. In fact, spreading yourself too thin will ensure that you're not super at anything. I encourage you to think about eliminating the non-urgent, non-important demands from your life. That might take some time, Learning to say no to things that didn't align with my values and feel important to me took several years. But taking control of your life and editing out the excess is so worth it, friends. Once you do, you'll be left with only the essential demands, the ones that you have to do, the ones that you love to do, and hopefully some that fall into both categories. Many of you are probably familiar with the concept of a capsule wardrobe. If you're not, you could go to Pinterest and find examples of all sorts of capsule wardrobes. For those of you who are not, 
It's basically the idea that you curate a closet of a few high-quality clothes. The idea is that you don't cram your closet full of clothes that you never wear or clothes that don't really fit or flatter you. Instead, you become very selective about which pieces you choose to keep in your closet. Most women who create a capsule wardrobe only invest in pieces that make them feel beautiful, pieces that bring them joy, pieces that they love to wear over and over again. The same concept applies to work-family conflict. We can curate our life so that the demands that are being asked of us are important to us. When we get really intentional about cutting out the excess, it's truly amazing how much space this is going to give you to breathe. Obviously, we can't always eliminate demands simply because we want to. There will always be demands that are urgent and or important that we're not particularly excited about. In this case, I encourage you to think about how you can make the best of it. For example, I hate doing dishes. In fact, before I got married, I tried to convince my husband that he should sign a contract stating that he would always do the dishes. For what it's worth, it did not work. If you can get that to happen, let me know. Since we're a family of four and I love to cook, there will always be dishes to do. I can't simply just take a stand and eliminate that demand from my list of responsibilities. Yet I can take steps to make it more enjoyable. I recently invested in a pair of noise-canceling headphones, and now I use the dishwashing time as me time to listen to audiobooks or podcasts that I love. This has helped me shift my mindset around washing my dishes from it being a dreaded chore to a nice break from the craziness of having a six and a two-year-old running around the house screaming. I'm constantly looking for ways to make the mundane more enjoyable, which helps bring more elegance and beauty into my life. The absence of conflict does not mean that you will have balance. However, I believe that understanding work-family conflict, recognizing the cause of it, and taking intentional action to manage it is a step in the right direction. To help you guys get started, I've created a free Elegant Balance workbook. And if you haven't already grabbed a copy, I will link it in the show notes, or you can go to kayleehackney.com forward slash Elegant Balance Foundations and scroll down to the bottom of the page. If you complete some of the exercises that I've described in this episode, I'd really love to hear about it. Um, Did any of it help you gain some clarity Did you take some steps towards simplifying things? You can let me know through a direct message or by tagging me on Instagram at Kaylee underscore Hackney. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.